Hello, my name is Jillian. My name is Yolanda, and welcome to the Pemberley Podcast. Yolanda, I feel like we should talk about, because we didn't like talk about it outside the episode enough, that Margaret Dunlap was over. That was a lot of fun. It was really fun because we not only learned about the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, that whole writing process, but because both of us are also aspiring writers mm-hmm. and wanting to like get in the industry that way, it was great to just learn about her own journey of how it's been for her as a writer in Hollywood. Sure. And it's so funny how I feel like a lot of these interviews about tell us about making the Lizzie Bennett Diaries have also kind of turned into like a Hollywood 101 sort of lesson because it's like, oh, well, you got to get cast and you got to write a thing and you got to do all this stuff. Yeah, I think it it, with every interview, we see like just how much thought went into (laughs) this process and how maybe more traditional and Hollywood it was than people realize. Mm -hmm. Because there are a lot of vlog adaptations out there now where people and like friends kind of gather together, let's make a web series. Mm-hmm. And that's great. When they look at this as an example, as that, it, it wasn't that. It was so much, there was so much more planning that went behind it. Sure. And, but, you know, your friends gathering and deciding to make something. I feel yeah. like that's kind of the heart of digital. Oh, that's yeah, sort of yeah. where it always came from is, guys, let's do this. And we've got a camera. Yeah. And, like, those are always going to be, like, some really great videos. But, mm-hmm. yeah, this was, it's interesting learning about how intricate the production was and the yeah. things that went, all the things that had to go right everything that went wrong, etc. And we love that Margaret Dunlap listens to the podcast. Hi, Margaret! (laughs) (laughs) So to recap where we are in the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, Mr. Collins is still hanging around Shay Bennet, trying to allegedly get his mother's house sold, and George Wickham is tiptoeing back into the picture. In the last episode, we saw Jane helping out Lizzie and comparing Wickham versus Collins, seeing what their merits are, how great of guys they are, and ultimately deciding that Wickham would be the better choice. Yeah, he had like six check marks on (laughs) her list, and Collins had one, which was like, a job and she doesn't even like respect what he does so it's almost like he doesn't have a job and it's actually interesting because remember a little while back how lizzie was kind of miffed that darcy had a list of what he wanted in a woman Mm -hmm. and she's like "Ah, this is so sick this is wrong typical male privilege (laughs) and yet She's on what she's doing is almost worse. She's comparing the merits of two actual guys with names and feelings that exist out there and who watch her freaking videos. They both watch the videos. It's not a secret anymore. Let's not lie and say we all haven't done that in the privacy of our own (laughs) homes, but no one does it in public on videos and on the internet. Of course. Yeah. No, I mean, like, you know, you get what you're wanting to compare two people. It's like good to have some actual facts to work off of, but it's almost worse, particularly when you do it on a very public forum, to compare the personal merits of two very different people than to just have a list of qualities that you would like in a person who you don't even know yet. (laughs) Right, and this is drawing into question Lizzie's ability to get hired anywhere because if she is openly talking against her potential future boss, then how does that reflect on the company? Yeah, and you know what? Maybe this is a good segue for us to jump right into episode 39, The Insistent Proposal, written by Anne Toole. She has openly called him an idiot, a moron. Lizzie has talked about how she hates listening to him talk and how he she hates that he charms his way into dinner. And he's watching it. He has made it known that he's watching these videos. And yet 
he's still so enthusiastic to give her a job offer. I feel like most people kiss ass for years and they don't get that far. (laughs) It's quite the reverse of what should be happening. This episode is pretty much taken directly from a chapter of Pride and Prejudice. This is like kind of a main plot point, the proposal Mm -hmm. and the refusal of the proposal. Mr. Collins comes in. He's got this amazing offer in this annotation, an amazing job offer. Mm -hmm. You get to work at Collins and Collins. You're going to make all this money. Lady Mm -hmm. Catherine said, like, I should choose, like, someone strong. And I think you are that right person for the job. And she outright just says no multiple times to all three offers. (laughs) She revels in saying no. She, like makes a nice warm bubble bath of no and just (laughs) soaks in it like yeah he she even has to cut down the video of him explaining why it's such a good offer first second and third (laughs) and like and all of this stuff and i and then she's like shut up like she screams shut up and makes these hand gestures like claw hands (laughs) and like (laughs) (laughs) he like stay back stay back mortal (laughs) and still he's like Maybe there's a chance. (laughs) Like, not only that there's a chance, but the longer she holds out, the more she insults the offer, the more money he offers her. I know. And I feel like that's (laughs) counterintuitive. Negotiating. I see what you're doing. (laughs) And I feel like she barely negotiated. She was just like, ah. And he's like, okay, okay, more money, more money. Okay. And I'm like, oh. (laughs) I'm pivot my strategy. Let's go, let's go. If this is how negotiating works, then... Perhaps this is a very lucrative video, and I've been doing it wrong. Here's your raise. I'm going to walk out. Fine, Jillian, wait. (laughs) Wait, wait, we've got the fat envelope right here. (laughs) We had a backup all along. (laughs) I actually want to turn to the book, because there is the quote of what Colin says when Lizzie first refuses his offer, his his proposal. His proposal. Yeah, this is marriage. We're back to marriage here. So Collins does say, and this is from chapter 19, I am not now to learn that it is usual with young ladies to reject the addresses of the man whom they secretly mean to accept when he first applies for their favor, and that sometimes a refusal is repeated a second or even third time. This is basically that century's version of when girls say no, they actually mean yes. Yeah. And it's a little, it's disturbing to know that that goes so far back. <laughs> <laughs> back in the day, marriage was kind of a business arrangement. So right. it's re- the fact that he's making her a, a job offer in 2012 when this was made is not really too far off from the situation that Elizabeth Bennett was in, mm-hmm. in like 1812, you know? like. Yeah. And it's interesting from that book, he's saying, and doesn't he also say something later in that conversation, like, you're keeping me in suspense only makes you me want you more? Right. Like, the more she turns his sorry butt down, the more he wants her. Yeah. And I'm like, why? That, that's what he says. He's like, if you had been too willing, mm-hmm. maybe that would have turned me off, kind of off of it. I haven't accepted the offer. Negotiating, of course. <laughs> You're just proving I made the right choice. And it's so interesting how it's like her, like, let's pretend Lizzie did that on purpose. Let's pretend she was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm holding out and I'm negotiating. (laughs) Hold back. (laughs) Hold back. Savor it. It's almost as if he's more pleased with himself for choosing someone who conducts herself in that manner than actually being happy that 
this is how she conducts herself. You know, like, he is more proud of himself for recognizing these qualities in her than her as a person actually having these qualities. Yeah. Sure, the videos is a great asset. And he's like, great. She knows how to make videos. She knows how to build an audience. But also now I'm seeing like the fight in her. Mm-hmm. And this is what's like going to be great for the company and why Lady Catherine will definitely approve of her. And because, I mean, like we should go back to that. Like he makes a big point of saying, he, he kind of like does a horrible Darcy proposal where he's <laughs> like, listen, I know you have like zero experience. You're still in grad school. You don't know anyone. You don't have any money. But in spite of all of that, I think you've got like a few good qualities and I'll provide the rest. Mm-hmm. And she, he's asking her to drop out of school. Of course, you will have to abandon your studies. It is a great personal sacrifice, but I am willing to make it. That, that's a major thing to ask of someone because she's already invested a lot of money. She's, she's got a lot of student loans already from grad school. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think where she's close to finishing out grad school and she's being asked to drop all her studies and just leave for this lucrative job, which probably could help her pay off her student loans in a far faster way than she would have if she like just got any other job. But this is really what Lizzie has been working toward. She wants to finish out grad school and build her own career. Right. And I think it's interesting about this. Like, not only would dropping out of school save her money because she doesn't have to pay the tuition of the future. Yeah. But she'll get, allegedly, a lucrative income. That was a fat envelope, Yolanda. Yes. She would be start being able to pay all that back and... Hopefully she's like saved money by living at home and she'd have to move away. But I think because we know what happens here, Lizzie aggressively turns him down, tells him, never think of me again, lose my number, take a hike. And Charlotte swoops in. And so let's talk about this for a second. Let's say you had your own. (laughs) Let's say the Pemberley podcast (laughs) is a really lucrative offer. And someone is like, I want you to stop doing this and I want you to drop out of your graduate program. And here's a lot of money to work with, like work for me. And also I sound like this. So it sounds more like, Wah! will you take my money and will you work for me every single day and listen to my voice every single day? Like this is what Lizzie's hearing. She's like, oh my God, I have to drop out of school. I have to leave my life here and I have to work for this schmuck. Like yeah. would you, what would you have done? It's interesting because Lizzie's reaction, she doesn't even entertain the idea of the offers. Mm-hmm. She doesn't open any of the envelopes not even the fat one <laughs> yeah, she doesn't look in to see like how much money would i be making if i were in that situation where someone says like great project but you're gonna have to stop that in order to like join this company and to move forward i would think like if this is a project that i'm doing for little to no money mm-hmm. and i'm like still doing it for because like i enjoy it i would say like well i want to keep doing that project i want to like see it through and you kind of just give the answer of thank you, I'll think about it. Mm-hmm. And then like, wait a couple of weeks and you're like, um, no. <laughs> so. That's negotiating. Yeah. Make them wait. Yeah. <laughs> I do kind of get where Lizzie's coming from because he's asking her to uproot her life. And she's very obviously not ready to do that. I and mean, so much of what we've seen in her is she's like, I want things to stay the same. Right. And in uprooting her life, she would have to move. She'd have to move. To wherever Collins and Collins is. Exactly. Which, you know, whatever crazy arbitrary state of California we're living in, I suppose, because 
Pemberley Digital is in San Francisco, and I think Collins right. & Collins is in the same area. And it's, I think it's supposed to be like a Silicon Valley kind yeah. of thing. So actually, a couple weeks ago, when NerdCon happened in Boston, a friend of mine went, and she went to the Lizzie Bennet Diaries meetup, and she asked the question to Bernie Sue, where does where do the Bennets live? Mm-hmm. And we we had actually asked Margaret as well yeah, later, yeah. Uh, but she didn't want to give a definitive answer. She was like, I can't disclose this information at this time, right? <laughs> which I respect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Bernie did give the answer that they live in San Luis Obispo, which is commuting time. I, I think I looked it up from if you were to commute from there to L.A., which is ridiculous. It takes like three, two and a half or three hours or something. Without traffic. Without traffic. Which, I mean, we don't want to get into that whole discussion again of commuting and <laughs> carpooling. So it's kind of like the beginnings or like it's central California-ish. I mean, there's a lot of land in between NorCal yeah. and SoCal. Yeah, no, and like it's a big long state. So, yeah. you know, that, I buy that. That makes sense. Yeah. It, uh, cause, you know, Jane has to like move, eventually when she moves to LA, she's gotta like move. Like it's a very big deal. Yeah. And Lydia drives for a better portion of the night to get there. That makes sense. Yes. Um, cool. Mystery solved. We can wash our hands yeah. of that. We spent, I remember we like put some of that on <laughs> one of the episodes, yes. but in real life, you and I, I swear we're here for like an hour. Like, yeah. but where could they live? Yeah. And I think we like guessed this area, but we were uh, thinking roughly. maybe it was like a little further from the coast. Yeah. Everyone look at a map of California. You'll see what we're <laughs> yes. So yes, Lizzie would have to move further north. Mm-hmm. She would be away from her family and be off on her own for the first time. We've learned that Lizzie Bennett hates change. Yeah. And so I feel like when she was turning down his offer right off the bat without getting at a second thought, she was it wasn't I think necessarily about I can't stand the way this guy talks and cuz the way she blew up at him, honestly, let's pretend she accepted that deal. The day mm-hmm. would come when she would blow up at him because yeah. she's just so inflexible like she doesn't see him as a co-collaborator. She sees no. him as this boring suit who talks about nothing. And, like, she's not wrong. Like, he does, you know, chapter one, film a video and put it online and yeah. make sure, you know, like, he kind of doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Maybe he knows this. I don't think he does. I think he thinks very highly of himself. But she's not just turning down his annoying voice and his blah, 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 so saying nothing. She's also turning down moving away and changing her life because she's not ready for that. And like, I get it. I think I would have looked at the numbers first, (laughs) taken some time to imagine my hypothetical life in NorCal, and then gone from there. I think that when you're really wedded to the idea of a higher degree, it can be difficult to give something like that up because you're thinking like, this is what I've been working for. Like, think about it. It's hard to get into grad school and it's hard to work through it. Like, it's like like harder than college because you like really have to care about the work. It's not so much about the college experience. Right. I think that's like a hard thing to give up. And obviously, like, we'll get to this when we talk about Charlotte. It wasn't as difficult for her to give up. No. I did like the fact that even though this was a business proposal, they still masked it as if it maybe it's going to be a marriage <laughs> proposal. That was funny. So the fact that Collins was grabbing Lizzie's hand as if he was about to propose and i think up until the second before you weren't sure is are they gonna do marriage are they gonna do business i knew you would be the one you can't be serious to share the most important part of my life oh my god elizabeth bennett would you become my new business partner what 
Well, yeah, because a lot of the fans were like, we know it's coming. Yeah. And part of me was like, oh, whew, thank God. Because yeah. like, also he was in engaged, you know, yeah. that would be really slimy of him yeah. to propose to a girl on the internet when he's engaged to somebody else in Canada. I was like, what are you saying? Engage. <laughs> Got it. Engaged. They say it like that on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, and I think okay. it's very funny. I mean, because it's, it's sort of makes more a show of being engaged than actually being engaged. Yeah. And that seems like something that would drive Mrs. Bennett wild, which it sounds like it kind of does anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's go then to episode 40, Proposal Fallout, written by Margaret Dunlap. Mrs. Bennett is disappointed, to say the least, at her daughter Lizzie for turning down this lucrative proposal. And the video begins with Lizzie as Mrs. Bennett telling us how horrible her daughter is. <laughs> I'd like to apologize for everything about her, but mostly for turning down a very lucrative proposal from young Mr. Collins. I, that was so clever, because I love, like, hey, y'all, like, I'm just here, minding my own business, and also I'm disappointed in Lizzie, but that's okay, she doesn't need money yeah. or a future, and... It made me realize that Mrs. Bennett deserves her own show. Yeah, the, the way Ashley Clements plays her too. I'm like, I forgot. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, great, Mrs. Bennett now. <laughs> Let's go. I know, for a second, I she faded away and she became Mrs. Bennett. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, Mrs. Bennett, you're insane, but like, tell me everything that you know. <laughs> yes. That's the thing about crazy people. They've got unlimited crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of this episode is basically a recap of what just happened with Lizzie and now she's got to break it to her mom and everyone is like what's happening and Ricky's just kind of wandering around the town moping I'm sure I mean he's a broken man he was not only was he rejected he was very brutally rejected and he was yelled at he was yelled at he was like he was like hissed at he was told to shut up and she was basically saying you know everything that you just said that was horrible get out of my house Lose my number. It's even if you're like a guy who's full of himself, that's like a hard thing to hear. He went in with so much confidence. He went in thinking like, she's going to say yes. He had no doubt in his mind. And so then for him to get rejected in a very public manner, that shook him. And he was just like, I got to take a minute. (laughs) No, no, I would like hide my feel like I wouldn't come out I'd probably like go in my room and cry for a while and not come out for a very long time yeah it would have been interesting had they decided to bring him back again for this episode and kind of do proposal part two sort of thing yeah but I think keep containing it to one episode I think was good and we mm-hmm. I don't know how much more can happen after the screen yeah. <laughs> so yep Lizzie talks over the proposal fallout with Jane. Jane is the rational one. Like, mom's not super disappointed, even though Lizzie knows she's it. she is. Well, but Lizzie's being dramatic. She's right. saying that her mother answers the telephone by oh. saying, Bennett residents, I apologize for my daughter Lizzie who just turned down a very lucrative proposal. Yeah, that part reminded me, oh yeah, home phones. <laughs> I forgot about those. Landlines. I feel like nowadays when my mom answers the landline, she says, excuse me, this is a private line. Don't call this number <laughs> yes. again. <laughs> It's no longer the, this is the Bennett residence. It's like, why are you calling? Who are you? What's that? Who are you? What's that? Put that down. (laughs) In Lizzie's ranting about her mom being disappointed, when her mom thinks she's doing nothing, Lizzie says, I do plenty, but doesn't go on to say what exactly (laughs) she does. Because I don't think she's in classes quite yet. And she's making maybe two videos a week, which she doesn't edit or post or promote. This brings up an interesting point. 
Charlotte, well, we haven't technically heard this yet, but, you know, she's about to do her bit with Ricky, and she tells him about what she does, and it's kind of a lot, you know? (laughs) Kind of the whole process. (laughs) Kind of like everything except sitting in front of the camera and saying, my name is Lizzie Bennett, and here's my sister's love life, and here's my crazy mom. Charlotte does, like, she even coaches Lizzie, you know? Like, we've seen several times when she's like, why don't you say it like this, and shows the viewers that it's, like, DIY, and blah, blah, blah. In many ways, she is just like the actress of mm-hmm. the the video series. Not not to get meta here, but like <laughs> she's the actress, and there's a whole other team that's doing all of the rest of the work. Yeah, Team she's, Charlotte. <laughs> she's like one part, but sure, she's like the she's Lizzie Bennet. She's the face of the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, and anything she puts out there is up for criticism. Yep, it's up for criticism. So, in some ways, like she has it easier and harder so like when it comes when it comes to like the number of hours that you put into making the video i'm sure she does a lot of the planning and yeah but like how much plan so like to get meta obviously like the writers put planning into writing the episode yeah but does lizzie put a lot of work into just saying ah this happened yesterday and ah that happened yesterday ah my sister interrupts me you know sometimes she's up front she's like well nothing's happening i don't know what to talk about well, nothing. <laughs> is that important? Like, is that part of the video? Is she just there to be like, oh, no, nothing happened this week. Whatever will I talk about? Oh, look, it is Lydia. Hello, Lydia. You know, yeah. like, is yeah. it like that? Or is she actually, like, not planning these videos, sitting in front of them and being like, blah, 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 my life, my sister's life, my mom's life. And then Charlotte goes home, takes what's probably a lot of hours of footage, combs through that, edits them, and then posts it and promotes it. Yes. But any criticism that comes Lizzie's way is directed at Lizzie because they're her diaries. Yeah. So in yeah, some ways, yeah. Charlotte doesn't quite face the social backlash that Lizzie would, but she puts more hours in. Yeah, yeah. We assume. Because Lizzie's mom doesn't know about these videos, I do get a bit of Mrs. Bennett's perspective and thinking like, my daughter's doing nothing all day. Like, what is she doing in her room all the time? Like, she should at least try to, like, go on dates or get a, you know, get a job or something. So to Mrs. Bennett, she's like, I'm trying to help my daughter get out there mm-hmm. because she's in her room. And, like, that. I don't know how to handle that. And, you know, like, Ricky Collins wouldn't have even come to Lizzie about this offer were it not for her video diaries. Yeah. So, in a way, her mom doesn't really know what her daughter's capable of. And she's probably thinking nothing is ever going to come her way ever again. Like, she probably thinks, like, oh, Ricky Collins was, like, her friend and her schoolmate a long, long time ago. And mm-hmm. that's why he... Like, they're kind of in the same field. So that's why it makes, like, she has no idea that, like, these videos are so popular and, like, have lucrative potential. Yeah, and that's why she keeps sending Ricky up, like, yeah, go ahead, go in her room. She's doing nothing. (laughs) Like, Mom, I'm changing my clothes. (laughs) All right, well, jumping to the comment section where we read original YouTube comments from when the episode first aired, SilverX174 says... I know that Ricky is annoying, but why is she getting so mad because he's offering her a job? And then more and more money. A generous signing bonus. Oh, God, Ricky, you just don't get it. Please, Mr. Collins. No, no. This is a good point, because she gets angry at him. With every larger envelope, she's just like, her anger also gets bigger and bigger. I don't get how she thinks. I would be like, well, thanks. I'll think about it. And then like, you know, she could could still, it's still her prerogative to not think about it. But she should lie about it. (laughs) Like anyone would. Yeah. (laughs) Molly Bird says, I paused it at, will you be, then clicked again, disappointed. (laughs) 
Well, I think that we were waiting for the drama of maybe not he's in love with her, but he is fond of her and feels like they'd get along. Forever an Observer says, Lizzie, you're an idiot. You don't even make an effort to understand him, much less be nice to him, and didn't even consider the offer he made. It's a good offer. You like making online video. Somehow he kept pursuing your partnership, seeing past or ignoring your rudeness to him, and all you can do is keep snubbing him thinking you know better and will be able to get a better offer on your own with the little money, connections, and degree you have. This is actually secretly a Mrs. Bennett comment. <laughs> she made an account and it was commenting all along. Plot twist. She always knew about the diaries. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> because Forever an Observer is the exact opposite of what Mrs. Bennett is. She's like, this will be great. I'll be incognito in all the comments. That's true. Mrs. Bennett would be like forever a meddler. Like yeah. that would be her username. And she's like, now what would be the opposite of meddling? <laughs> Observing like Lizzie, you know? And so she, oh, that's what Mrs. Bennett's secret show should be. Like Mrs. Bennett has a secret video diaries, but she's a genius and she changes all the names. And yeah. like maybe she like, it's shrouded in darkness. And she has a voice changer like this. And so this is how she sounds. She's like, my, my daughter, Izzy. (laughs) The spidery one says, did you see how Ricky was acting? It was infuriating from this end. I understand it was a good job, but his attitude was atrocious. We did talk about this. Yeah, I mean, he was like kind of snuck in the condescending jabs a bit of like, well, with your degree, even though I wanted someone with a higher degree, I'll guess I'll take it, but you're great, sort of stuff. I know, it's kind of insulting because he's essentially, like, she is planning on finishing the degree. Yeah. He's taking her away from the degree. Yeah, he, like, subtly tears her down, but then is like, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All okay, because I have what you don't, and you have what I don't, so that's what makes us a great team. Yeah. Aaron Wirt says, I hate that your mom is being so annoying about it, Lizzie. But I'm glad you have great people like Jane and Charlotte to run interference. I understand why you couldn't take that job, even if your mom doesn't. That's nice of Aaron to understand. <laughs> Besides Lizzie's audience, who like mainly agree with her, she also has Jane and Charlotte to be able to like, my mom's crazy, right? And they're like, <laughs> well, mom's not that crazy, but sure. <laughs> but she's got a point. They're, they're entertaining her. Yeah. Leonie123 says, Wow, for a moment I'm ready to side with Mrs. Bennett. What world have I fallen into? (laughs) To be frank, if Elizabeth is living at home rent-free while going to graduate school, then Mrs. B has a point. She should have a job, and she should be contributing to the household income, considering the fact that they're in dire straits and might lose their home. That doesn't mean she needs to take the job offer, but get a job that she can do while going to school and cough up some money. That's true. Lizzie doesn't even have, like, a part-time job. Yeah, I think when I was in college, I at least had, like, an on-campus job that wasn't mm-hmm. too many hours. But still, like, you should be making some money. <laughs> I mean, yeah, usually grad programs, they're very generous about giving you, like, TA positions yeah. or something like that to help. Yeah, why doesn't Lizzie have a TA position at least? She's so smart and knows so much about video, she should at least be a TA. Probably she's like, I can't handle these kids, they're all idiots! <laughs> yeah. Anna Seward says... Yeah, Charlotte's being really helpful. Oh, Lizzie. I think that was dripping in sarcasm because of what's to come. Well, this is speaking to the fact that Charlotte goes to help Mr. Collins with the house and stuff. Helping in air quotes. Yes, she's being (laughs) super helpful and 
getting closer to college. Ooh, I don't want to say too much because that's basically our next episode. But like, we all know what happens, people. Charlotte swoops in there. But it's it's not as if she's doing it maliciously. Like, mm-hmm. we legitimately just spoke about how bad we felt that this guy has to go lick his wounds yes. from getting, like, emotionally beaten up on the internet, you know? That wraps it up for this episode. Check out our social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Pemberley. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Pemberley. And if you'd like to talk to us directly or have any questions, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. And to support the podcast, donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash The Pemberley. We're going to be coming up with some new perks soon that are related to Lydia's videos. So listen in for details about that in the future. Or leave us a review on iTunes. That helps other people to find this podcast. You can find links to all of these pages on our WordPress page, thepemberleypodcast.wordpress.com, where we also include links to anything we mentioned on the show. Thanks again for listening. Bye! Bye.